It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, a daily rundown of all things Vice. It's Thursday, January 11th. I'm Chris Hurdy. Today we're talking about depictions of masculinity in the golden age of TV and how even so-called good guy characters fall short. But first, the headlines. Late Tuesday, a federal judge in California blocked Trump's decision to end DACA, a program that allows young undocumented immigrants who came to the U.S. as children to remain in the country. The judge ruled that DACA must be maintained while the legal battle over the program is underway. Steve Bannon, the former White House chief strategist and Trump campaign chairman, was forced out of his job as executive chairman of Breitbart News. Bannon's departure came after he ticked off the conservative billionaire Mercer family, who were benefactors to both Trump and Breitbart, with his comments in Michael Wolff's new book, Fire and Fury. And after more than five years, Ecuador wants WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange out of its London embassy. The status of the 46-year-old Australian, sought by U.S. authorities for a string of leaks involving classified government information, has long been a subject of contention between Ecuador and British authorities. And now, here's the news you won't get anywhere else. One small yet nagging symptom of patriarchy is the prevalence of writers' rooms dominated by straight white men. Even films and TV shows that are lauded as forward-thinking artistic works tend to stumble over their own intrinsic misogyny. Here's Vice writers Raj Punjabi and Austin Williams in conversation on how even quote-unquote woke TV characters still have a long way to go. I'm here with Austin, and we wrote this piece on 2018's version of toxic male characters on TV. And we think these characters actually really complex and brilliant and nuanced because they portray kind of a woker version of these masculine tropes that have been on TV for decades and decades. So we talked a little bit about how these men are technically quote unquote evolved, but they still have a lot of these very unhealthy attitudes that we kind of pointed out and we'll talk about today. Right. So running with that idea, we chose three characters, Schmidt from New Girl, Lawrence, of course, from Insecure, and Vincent from The Deuce. And I feel like that's a good mix of characters. You have one that's in a really extreme and urgent and gritty case, like Vincent in the 1970s sex trafficking era of Times Square. You have sort of like a goofy, sitcom-y, campy type of guy with uh, Schmidt and New Girl. And you have sort of like the... um, everyday like slice of life portrayal which is Lawrence which I, in my opinion is like the most honest and accurate of what these like quote unquote woke dudes are like these days in that um you know he's a college graduate he's a smart dude he's respectful he's kind he's warm he smiles a lot but he also has issues with manipulation and he's selfish and he's distant and aloof and 
very subtly is what we call a fuckboy. We chose these characters really carefully because we believe that they're super complex in the way that they are kind of like woke fuckboys or fuckboys 2.0, where the kind of characteristics that they hold onto that are unhealthy versions of masculinity are more subtle than the stuff we've seen in the past. So it's kind of like they're based on real life humans. Like we all are trying to be better, most of us, but there are still some things that we all as humans have a hard time letting go of. And we kind of wanted to point those out. So I guess in thinking about the uh, typical trope of a toxically masculine male, you think of like a few certain like static characteristics that don't really change over time, right? A douchey guy, like a really like angry and brooding guy, like a guy who overtly mistreats the people that he's around, especially women, obviously. And thinking about recent characters that have been on television and thinking about the ways they sort of dismantle that trope and also broaden the margins of what it means to be a toxically masculine dude. The first one I thought of was Lawrence from Insecure because like, I feel like I identify with him and like I consider myself to be a good dude. But like I know like I could probably be shitty in certain situations and so could he. And you picked Schmidt from New Girl. So I feel that way, too. I feel like even though there are more women in the writer's room now who can, like you said, broaden this hyper-masculine trope so they're not these terribly douchey guys, but they're subtly douchey. So, for example, Schmidt from New Girl, who I wrote about, he kind of twists this idea of gender around. He wears a kimono. He cries a lot. So you can tell that he is in touch with his quote-unquote feminine side in the more traditional sense. But at the same time, he kind of adheres to this gender strain that the psychologist we interviewed talks about. So he still has his issues, you know, possession, jealousy, and things like that, which he acts on in kind of an unhealthy way. And I think part of, like, showing, like, that type of character who's dynamic in that way, it's, like, a great way to observe how women sort of interact with and, like, suffer through that type of masculinity that, like, rears itself in that way, that responds to that gender strain in that way. Absolutely. And I think it's a fun kind of struggle to see women viewers especially reflect upon these characters because they know these guys. These guys are often patting themselves on the back for being woke. But you can't go from zero to 100 overnight. So it's, you know, these characters still have a long way to go. And I think the realest part of the characters that we chose and like the way we wrote about them is the fact that so much of it is based on communication and like it's hard to communicate that as a quote-unquote woke dude you're still in the process of unlearning so many things you were socialized to believe the conundrum becomes do you hold that against them or do you sort of give them a congratulatory pat on the back and being able to progress as far as they have progressed you know it gets hard to decide how you want to deal with these men in your life like do you just want to dismiss them or do you want to give them space to grow and fuck up and and redeem themselves and uh i think that's going to be important when these shows come back for like their new season there's like a lot of these characters are gonna have to face that situation where like they fucked up in the past and they have to figure out how to progress even further so I thought the psychologist, Zachary Rawlings, I thought his input was extremely interesting because he's in the LGBTQ community. He mentors adolescents um, going through all kinds of different life choices and transitions. And he talked to me a lot about gender strain and how some of these characters that we talk about live in big cities and they are allowed to kind of tear apart 
the traditional masculinity tropes because they live in L.A. and New York. And he said that they have a wider latitude for what it means to be a man. So we can talk all this shit about the new fuckboy and how they are more woke, but different cities and towns will allow for different things. I know that people that identify as men can do a lot of things in New York that they can't get away with where I used to live in New Orleans. So um, I think that's really interesting. Do you think there's something to that? Yeah, I think also like being in the city, I think certain fuckboys, if you want to call them that, just assimilate to the popular like buzzwords and they, they learn all the buzzwords, they learn all the language, they learn the camouflage of being woke. And I think that's why you get like that duality. Because like, at their heart, they're fuckboys, but they just like learn to put on these costumes in these cities that they live in. Absolutely. And the rhetoric is so important, too, right? You have so many guys out here being like, I'm a feminist, I'm a feminist. And then you ask them, do you know what that means? And they're like, uh, <laughs> I don't mind if a woman doesn't shave her pits. No, that's not what being a feminist means. Like, right. you need to take a class or hang around more women. Right. Or if you do know what it means, are you exercising it on a daily basis? Are you yeah. thinking consciously? I think an issue with woke men is that they sort of just sit and stew in their feelings and they don't know how to emote. And that's another thing that Rawlings is talking about also. Where like uh, most men are not socialized to be able to emote honestly and like express themselves in, in the way they feel transparently. I think that intensifies when like you're aware of how invalid your feelings are at times. I want to take that clip and send it to my ex right now. Um, <laughs> but I, I think it's brilliant that you just said that because that wraps up our whole point of this article that these dudes could really benefit from therapy. Yeah. We have another piece on Tonic about how less men go to therapy and it's hard to get men to go to therapy. I think these characters and in real life Everyone could benefit from processing these feelings, talking about the patriarchy and misogyny. There is an outlet. It's called therapy. And you just (laughs) give someone your copay and um, the world would be a better place. To read Raj and Austin's full article, go to tonic.vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. For more news and culture, check out vice.com. And tune in again tomorrow for another Vice Guide to right now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.